0: On brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host Adam McChesney. Let's grow!
1: Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here. We are live today from Half Coast Studios here in St. Louis. Thank you to Half Coast for this amazing setup in sponsoring the show. If you are looking to start your podcast or take your current one to the next level, then you need to check these guys out. Contact them today for a free consultation. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this content on social media by tagging, and that way more people can find out about the show. We have our second in-person episode here today, and I'm really excited. I met this guest for the first time at a Mastermind event I threw back in November here in St. Louis, which was an amazing experience. We are a part of Apex together, as you will find with a lot of our guests, uh, which I love. He's got an incredible business model, a very catchy company name, and recently saw that hilarious video that was put together by our good friend Joe Yak. My guest today is Matt Bowler. He is the owner of Cheap Pricks. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, exciting. Uh, I know, you know, obviously we connected after the the event. Appreciate you coming to that. Uh, But it seems like you guys have obviously taken off since then, got a lot of cool things going on. So tell the audience a little bit about Cheap Pricks and the business model that you guys have.
0: Yeah, so Cheap Pricks is a uh, low-cost wellness clinic for cats and dogs only, and we basically offer the things that... that pet owners would want like on an annual basis. So the vaccinations, some testing, some preventatives and things like that. So we don't go like into the rabbit hole of like, you know, surgeries and um, you know, like deep diagnosis and stuff like that. We just try to make it easy, quick and affordable. That's awesome. And where are you guys located again? We're right at Valley Park and uh, we're at 141 and 44.
1: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And how long have you guys been open?
0: We've been open for two and a half months. Okay. Okay.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I know that's, that's awesome. And I know we were talking before of just you guys growing in, you know, offering more appointments and things like that, which we can get to um, here in a second. But, um, you know, obviously we would kind of talk about the outline of the show for our guests that are either tuning in for the first time or need a refresher. We like to compare the entrepreneurial journey to that of the brewing process. So we'll walk through kind of our five-step process, beginning first and foremost about the history of the beer. So every beer has its own Reason behind why it was brewed. So, give us a little bit of information about who you are, where you came from, and a little bit more specific as far as what the goals are for the businesses as, as a whole.
0: Yeah, sure. So, uh, Matt Bowler, I'm from here, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, for the locals, that's Oakville, actually, <laughs> uh, where I grew up.
1: I forgot that I'm Oakville as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, as far as the business, you know, we uh, it started actually just because we we were in the the kennel industry for we still are for been there for a decade. And we saw a lot of, like, the issues that our customers and we were having when interfacing with vets, mainly in pricing, you know, availability to get in for things. You know, uh, you know we require vaccinations to come board with us. And, uh, you know, maybe they're going out of town this weekend, but they can't get into the vet for three weeks. That's a problem, right? Um, and there's some other things, like a lot of friction uh, with the process with a, how they deal with customers. And so we kind of had a theory, like, let's, uh, let's address it, um, knowing nothing about the vet industry. Or being, uh, you know, owning a vet type practice, and and to be clear, we don't own the practice; we license it to vets to operate, and we just kind of handle like the uh, non-clinical components. And so the plan is to uh, take one and make it run perfect, and then make more, grow
1: it and scale it. I love it. So you mentioned that you were in the or, or in the kennel industry. Yep. Um, have you always been in that industry? Kind of what's your background as far as no, entrepreneur? I was actually
0: a consultant. Uh okay. Worked you know for uh, AT and T, IBM, Siemens, uh, Atos, and uh, I was you know traveling like the world and and you know had a six figure salary, and um, at the same time you know uh, we had this this home based pet business we were doing. And we started, you know, we kind of outgrew it, right? So we, it's like we had one house we were doing out of, then two, then a third. And then the police came knocking, and they're like, no more. And so we're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? And so we, uh, we ended up having to, like, actually grow that into, like, a, an actual place. And so, you know, our timeline was short, and we, we, we basically just hopped into it. Um, once we got into that, taking on, like, a whole lot of stuff we hadn't been dealing with, with, you know, people being, you know, having staff working 24 hours a day, every day of the year, um, it was a lot. So I actually just quit my consulting job on a whim and went into the pet industry full time. That's awesome. How long ago was that? Uh, that was, uh, oh, maybe like 2013, 2014, something like that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That That's, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's where you had came from and yeah. that was the transition of everything. That's really cool. Yep. IT background. It doesn't, IT. IT.
0: doesn't match up well on paper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome. That's Awesome. Well, the second, you know, aspect of the entrepreneur process is talking about the ingredients. So with great beers, there's always going to be great ingredients. What are three things that within your entrepreneurial journey have made you
0: successful? Sure. So, I mean, I think all entrepreneurs need persistence. And, you know, I I think the only ones that make it are the ones that do, right? You you don't get by if you give up easy. So persistence is obviously obviously one. Um, I'd say process focus is is another one. Uh, I think that, you know... Again, a lot of businesses will fall apart because they just don't have the processes. They they don't return phone calls. They don't return emails. They, you know, there's not good with things. Um, I think the data component actually, like my IT background kind of helped as well because it's good for making like decisions the right time, the right way the first time.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The, the data, well, we were talking about go high level yeah. before, you know, I think the data aspect and also the prospect aspect, if you are as an entrepreneur in a business, if you're not investing time, energy, and money into that right now, mm-hmm. you're going to be left behind. 100. And so when you're talking about processes and, and systems and things like that, are you more the visionary, the
0: integrator mixed between both? What is that? Man, I'm kind of both, you know, because, <laughs> because I have, I think visionary, but like I have those integrator skills and so, and I, I enjoy it. So it's kind of like, I get pulled into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could give it up, I would, but, yeah. you know, I still have the person handed off to.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I could kind of tell with, you know, what you were talking about with some of the go high level stuff as far yeah. as uh, that, and then also processes and data, that's normally some of that integrator kind of yeah, built in. Um, luckily for me, like I know I'm not an integrator and I, I just hired mine in Emily in December mm-hmm. and it's been like a whirlwind of a change once you find that. Uh, But if you like some of that stuff too, you know, it can also be, yeah, no, I I need an Emily. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a great thing to have. Um, But, but awesome. So talking about, you know, the brewing process as a whole, obviously great beer doesn't happen overnight. You know, you've had the, uh, you know, obviously the, the kennel business before this, you kind of mm-hmm. saw the transition and a need for this, which I mm-hmm. think is awesome, is you found an issue or an area of opportunity, probably more so than anything right. that you guys could create a business model behind. But within your
0: journey as a whole, talk a- through to us some of the ups and downs that you've had so far. Man, we've had a lot, uh, more than I can even remember, truthfully. And, I, you know, I think as you go through your journey, you'll start to get hardened to those things. And, you know, the ones that seem like a huge deal early on, they'll kind of be like insignificant later and you have new bigger ones to deal with. Um, you know, I, I can remember probably half dozen times or more where we were like a week away from not making payroll for like 20 people. And, you know, you, you just, you figure it out, right? Like, you know, you, you have to borrow money from the bank from a person. You have to go out and make sales. You have to go collect on things that are owed to you, like whatever it is, you just, you figure it out. Um, those are tough times. Um, we spent probably two years sleeping in the kennel when we first opened it. Like we lived there, you know, 24 seven, um, tough, right. Sleeping on a futon in an office. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, what other tough ones we had, we've had issues obviously with the police knocking on our door and telling us like, Hey, you guys are done now. Um, that's a big one. And you just, you know, you, you don't know you figure it out, right? Like y- you can't plan for everything that can happen to you, but you got to have like the faith in yourself to figure it out like when the time comes. And that's, that's really the the lesson we've learned is, is that, you know, we'll just figure it out.
1: I love that mentality. Cause I think most people, like I know I haven't been faced with those types of, of challenges yet, but I know people that are easy to fold their cards when times get yes. tough. So if you don't have that figured out mentality, like, Hey, we're going to find a solution to the problem, then you're, you're probably not meant to be a business owner long-term,
0: right? Yeah. Or you've chosen the wrong type of business, right? Cause if you're not committed to it, like it's not something you can do for decades on end, then it's a lot easier to fold the cards. You're like, you know what? I don't like doing this anyway. Like, what's the point in putting up with all this frustration? And, you know, I've been there too. Cause you know, we all kind of like start side businesses and things like that. And often they don't work out for that reason. Cause they seemed attractive up front, but then in the end, they just weren't what you thought they'd be. The shiny object yep. syndrome. And I think that the, the passion,
1: like, obviously I can tell, You know, you wouldn't still be here today doing what you're doing if you didn't have that passion, that commitment, that focus of like, hey, I'm going to make this work. And I think that that's super, super important in in terms of of going in the business talking about like, let's talk about some of the ups. Obviously, you guys have talked about (laughs) growing the growing the business and starting the new business and things like that. What, uh, what, what are some of the, the best ups of the journey so far Yeah. As well? So,
0: you know, the best ups are like, you know, there's, there's like the flashier ones. Like, you know, we were in LA weekly, like we had, a, we had an article there, which is pretty cool. Um, but those aren't the ones that like I care about, you know, being like a, a systems guy. Like I like when we finally get things like operating and you can kind of step back from things. So like right now in our, our kennel, um, I'm doing like maybe three hours a month of work on that. And like, those are like the big ups, right. As a business owner, when you do things like that, um, you know, it's, it's nice when you can, uh, you know, kind of level up your people a little bit too, like those things internally. Um, you know, I don't think most of our ups are like outward facing things.
1: That's awesome. You know? Yeah, I, I love how you you focused it inward and yeah. f- focused on people and also t- focused on you working on the business instead of in the business, but also not doing it very much. Right. Being able to grow and scale that business and maintain it without Mm -hmm. you physically having to be there right I think that that is I think people in that aspect of it are where most businesses go wrong can you kind of touch on some of the lessons that you've learned because I'm trying to go through that myself and I know much of our audiences of being able to get to a point where you can only work three hours a week Mm -hmm. and have people that are leveling up what what are some lessons you've learned along the way there
0: yeah, so, again, it comes down to processes, right? You get, 100% can't do it without processes in place. Um, so, you know, one thing I've learned, and I think everyone does this, uh, and I still catch myself doing it, is that we don't, and this ties in, I think, nicely to the, to the, to the uh, entrepreneur uh, format, is that you have to give things time to work before you go and tamper with them. So processes especially, like, you know, they have to be documented, But then you need like so many cycles of that thing running perfectly, not people like stopping halfway, not people not doing it at all, not people stopping the last step, but doing it 100% all the way through every time before you can say it works or it doesn't work. And I would say that happens almost never. Like people are just bad about doing that because they want results now. And so it'd be like, um, let's go to tequila. Let's let's say that uh, let's say you're you were making an anejo, right? It has to age for a year. Mm-hmm. let's say that you tried it after three months and you're like, "This is garbage. I don't like this." And so you trash the recipe. You start a new one. It's it's going along. It's aging now. You go back and try the original one at a year, and it's amazing. What now? Yeah. You threw the recipe away. <laughs> you don't have it anymore. Now you got this garbage one you're making, but the original one you just can give it time to work out. Mm-hmm. So you know that's one thing is make sure you're giving your processes like. Full focus, keep the team focused. And one little benefit of this is like when you start trying to force your team to do these things, um, you're gonna find like two types of people probably. One's that just won't follow the process, you can get rid of them. And two, people like just complain. Right. And that's that's a problem. And we're we're dealing with this right now, actually, right? So we offer like um, 20 minute appointments, right? Very fast. We do two of them side by side. So six an hour. That's like super aggressive. And, uh, part of doing that, which is another important thing to consider is like, we can't do certain things then, right. We can't bring in services that are like highly variable, like where the, like the time component could stretch out to an hour. We can't bring in things that are obviously more than 20 minutes, like a surgery. So we have to kind of limit like what we bring in. That's important too. We, you know, we often as entrepreneurs want to do like everything for everyone, mm. we got to stay focused. Um, and the other thing is then executing that process, right? So we got to have the two components to like have a result.
1: That's awesome. I mean, that's a lot of lessons packed in packed in one that I think right. are super valuable. Um the time component I think is where most entrepreneurs struggle. You know, I've only been yes. I've only been doing this full time for a year and a half. So some of these issues that like I get frustrated with when I look to other people that are mentors of mine, they're like, "Dude, you don't like you haven't been doing this for very long. Right. Like you yeah. need to understand that you have to give it time. You have to basically try and true it to Mm -hmm. figure out if it works or if it doesn't. And I think the aspect of like finding the right people, but then also giving them the ability to succeed or not succeed. Like at that point, once you have the processes dialed in, once you have everything documented, it's up to them at that point to be able to do it. What's a, what's a lesson um, that you've kind of learned about hiring people and keeping good people around?
0: Yeah. So this is a tough one. And I think, again, we all struggle with it. Um, you know, we've all heard like hire slow, fire fast, definitely true. Um, the one that I like that I think works the best <clears throat> is is when they come on, the first time you meet them on their first day, uh, we set goals. 30 days out, 60 days out, 90 days out. And then you say, we're going to meet on this day. We're, we all put it on our calendar, day one. We're going to meet this day, this day, and this day. We're going to review your goals. And then we may adjust the next 60-day goals or whatever we got to do. Um, and that way you're, you're kind of keeping them focused on things for those. And it gets, it gets harder, right? The first month might just be like, set up your computer, learn the systems, like easy stuff. And then it gets more into like actually delivering on the role. So at the end of 90 days, they should be like going full steam. Mm-hmm. What's good about that process is that for one, everybody's kind of getting like a temperature check along the way. So we as owners or managers or whatever we're doing, as well as the, the person who's being managed or, or, you know, observed in the new role. And so we all are kind of like on the same page about what's going on. But at the end of it, we're probably all on the same page as well, whether it should still be there or not, right? It makes it pretty pretty black and white. So they almost kind of walk themselves out the door if they're not a good fit. Um, and the other thing, too, is mentally we can say that, you know, it's, it's tough as a new owner hiring, especially your first employee or your second or your third, um, because you're like, wow, that's, that's like 50 grand a year or whatever it is that I'm paying them. But if you can just commit to like 90 days, Mentally, like I'm only going to lose 90 days of their salary, not a year's worth. Mm-hmm. Then it's much easier to, to like pull the trigger on hiring them and understand that at the end, you're going to have a black and white decision, right?
1: That's awesome. So, yeah. I, I love that process for for two reasons is one, you mentioned like the, the slow attainable goals. So it might yeah. be setting up your computer, learning an internal process. And then as you go on that path, it gets a little bit harder, but for me, as I've started to hire more people, because a year ago, it was just myself mm-hmm. and a lot of people listening are are having that struggle of, man, I got to start paying this person a salary. Yeah. And if you look at it over a year's time, two or three of those employees, that adds up. And so breaking it down like the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. let's say this doesn't work out. It's a complete failure. I only lose X versus, right. hey, I have to look at it at a longer right. term. I think that that is extremely important. And something that I have a mental block on as well. But mm-hmm. So I'm glad, I'm glad you talked about that because um, most people don't. They want to look at the bigger picture, even though you can really break it down and separate it from right. smaller things. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it makes that decision at the end something that's more, it's easier to do. It's never easy to let someone go. Mm-hmm. But when you realize that they probably also know that they're not doing the job, it's a little bit more of a conversation than like an attack. And so it's, it, it, it makes it comfortable for everyone that's awesome as much as it can be i guess
1: No, that's amazing
0: so <laughs> moving on to, to the next part of the process we
1: have our fermentation and conditioning so this is where um the part of the process where you wait to see the final results kind of like we were talking about the mm-hmm. tequila earlier today um, figure out what needs to be changed potentially in order to make it better i know we've talked about some great lessons already there's already a lot that we've learned here but if you had one thing that you could share with someone that's an entrepreneur that's looking to save years worth of mm-hmm. mistakes what would that be
0: yeah. So the most common mistake would be um, thinking that you're doing the wrong thing, wiping the slate clean and starting over with something new. Um, that, that's the biggest waste, right? Because you lost everything you put in thus far. Um, <clears throat> it might be the right decision. Maybe it's not a fit. You know, it, it could be. But often we think that we're we're losing like we, we've lost. We can't do this. But we understand that that um, running a business is like a war, right? And a war is composed of many battles. And so losing a battle is not losing at all as long as you get up and fight the next battle. Right. And that's, that's the big message is like, it's going to be a battle every day and you just got to keep up, keep doing that. And some days are going to feel great. And some days are going to be terrible. Some weeks or months are going to be terrible. But you got to grind through it. That's all part of it.
1: That's awesome. I love the, the comparison between the battle and the war Yeah, It's like, Hey, you're going to have setbacks. you you might have, I, I think for me, the hardest one is where I've had like a down month mm-hmm. because you're like, man, thought it was just that day i thought i was going to be able to go start you know the next day and and um you have to do things every single day regardless if you're winning or you're losing to be able to consistently get to that and i think that it's you you obviously don't want it to to ravel into a week or a month or a year but there are going to be those things that happen that are outside of your control at times and you just have to go along with it which is awesome yeah So kind of wrapping things up here as far as the distribution. So obviously at that point within the beer, you're taking it to market and selling. I know uh, you talked about uh, cheap pricks just opening up and things like that. What are plans for the future? What's
0: next for you? Yeah. So the plan is to basically just get this thing running to where, you know, it's perfect, right? We talked about process. So we're executing processes. We understand everything in and out. We know how to deal with defects, um, you know, or, or breakage in our process, whatever it may be. And something we feel like we can stamp it, and then we're going to stamp it. So we haven't decided yet what that model is going to be. We could we could franchise it. We could stick with licensing. We could go to other states where we can actually own them internally. We could do all three. So we haven't figured out how we're doing that yet. But right now, it's just focus on getting this thing running like a machine.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Great. Yeah, I, th- I think that the processes and systems of this <laughs> is where it could really grow and scale without mm-hmm. – what you would think it would have to, right? Because you have that baseline, you have that foundation, you have all of those components together, which is awesome. Um, So kind of wrapping things up here, is there anything else that you would share with the audience? You've already shared a lot. I've learned a lot, but what else, if there's anything
0: that you would like to share with the audience to help them in their entrepreneurial journey? Oh man, I would say join a group, right? So we're in Apex, we love Apex. Uh, I've been in some other ones. Apex is the only one I'm in now. Um, you're going to be exposed to people who are brilliant, um, who will help you uh, tooth and nail. Um, it will be the thing that could make or break you, you know. I, I, I couldn't yeah. agree more. I mean,
1: Apex has been phenomenal for me, but really any group in general, if, if, as long as, you know, it's the right one for you, I think is, yeah. is, is super important. But Apex is really what pushed me out of my comfort zone to take mm-hmm. that, that necessary step Right after I went full-time in entrepreneurship and I couldn't agree more, the network, the training, um, just really doing things that aren't necessarily what you probably want to be doing, but know you
0: need to be doing. Right. The the things that most people are not doing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah,
1: You got to be, you got to do those things to be in that one percentile if you want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, awesome. I really appreciate you coming today. Let people know specifically where they can find you online. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. But if you want to drop a couple of
0: for people to find you Cheappricks.com and if you are in the area looking for, you know, pet care as well, uh, kingdom canine.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Matt, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate it. All right.
1: Thanks. Happy to be here. Of course. Yeah. I want to thank you all for tuning into today's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. And thank you again to half coast studios. If you're here in St. Louis and looking to start or grow your current podcast, then you seriously need to come check out what all they have going on, uh, right here. See you next week. And remember entrepreneurs are not born. They are brewed.
0: I'm an entrepreneur. entrepreneur, Entrepreneurs are born. They're brewed. Thank you for listening to entrepreneur podcast with your host, Adam McChesney.